Welcome to Working Matters. Visit us on the web at boldenterprises.com. Hi, my name is Carl Edwards, and we are privileged today to have with us the president and CEO of Goalspan, Jeff Hunt, to start a new series of podcasts on high-performing organizations and how performance management will make it happen for you. How are you, Jeff? I'm doing great, and I'm honored to be here, Carl. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, you bet. Um, I think what we're going to be talking about over the next four weeks is going to be super helpful to managers and leaders who, you know, they have good teams that are excited about what they're about, but, you know, putting the ideas into action and actually having it come out on the ground just feels just slightly out of reach. So I think we're going to get into some good stuff here. I'm looking forward to it, and it's a topic I'm very passionate about, so it should be fun. I know. I might have to keep you under control here, but <laughs> you go for it. All right. Okay, so I like your words. I like the vocabulary, but tell us a little about what you mean when you use language like high-performing organizations and performance management. Sure. Well, performance management, I think, is misinterpreted by many people in many organizations. And the reason why I believe that is because oftentimes people think of performance management as simply the employee, the dreaded employee evaluation. Oh, yeah. That happens every year. And it's actually quite different. Performance management is much more of a holistic approach on the organization. And it includes four key areas, planning, managing, assessing, and rewarding. So I'm hoping that we can have a chance to uh, dive into each one of these as we talk over the next four sessions. Excellent, yes. We're actually going to be able to remove that word dread when we think about our performance evaluations? I think we will. If we apply some best practices to our organizations, then the dread goes away and Believe it or not, people actually look forward to this process. And okay, the, well, I want to hear about that because <laughs> very few people look forward to it. That certainly is a bold claim, isn't it, Carl? It's a fun claim. Let's do it. Well, and, and the reason why people look forward to it is ultimately, as we're going to unpack, they are more engaged in their jobs. And yeah. when, when they're more engaged, the clarity goes up and morale goes up and turnover goes down. So there's a lot of great uh, byproducts as a result. So should we dive in here? I think so, because we need an alternative to trying to get people to engage by cracking the whip. And that's the, been, unfortunately, the historical old-school approach, which has been so ineffective for so many years. But let's talk about performance management. So if we were to define performance management, I've got a good definition here. It's methods for managing both behavior and results, the two critical elements known as performance. So Ooh, say that again. Methods for managing both behavior and results. Okay. And those are the two critical elements known as performance. The interesting thing there, Carl, is that Behavior and results are very, it's not only what we're doing, but it's how we're doing it. And Good, and that's easy to wrap my mind around, behavior and results. Exactly. The second half of that definition is performance is the sum of behavior and results. It can't be viewed as independent of either component. It is an outcome, really, of effective management. That sets the stage for what we're going to be talking about today and over the next three sessions. Excellent, excellent. 
So let's let's talk for a minute about these four phases of performance management: planning, managing, assessing, and rewarding. Today, I'd like to dive into the first one, which is planning. Often, yeah. Oftentimes, we don't think of planning so much in performance management as we do assessing. Assessing is what we recognize as the employee evaluation. Being judged. Exactly. In order to properly affect the outcome, we need to know what we're planning for to begin with. So planning should start at the strategic level in every organization. It should be strategic planning helps to set the course of the organization. It defines the vision, mission, values, and most importantly, the top-tier objectives. So where is this organization going over the next maybe three years? And what are the top three or five most important objectives? And then we can take those, once we know them and understand them, we can cascade them through the organization so that everybody is very clear on where they're going. Cascade, I love that word. It's interesting because there's some statistics that have come out from Norris and Kaplan and Burson and Associates. Those are very reputable research firms. They have found that 93% of employees don't understand their organization's strategic goals. Well, that's almost everybody. What it is is there's a lot of opportunity there, Carl. Yeah. A lot of opportunity. So cascading goals starts at the top. It's identifying the top three or five most important objectives for the organization. And then it's moving down into the department or team or individual. And it's understanding how those goals are all connected. So each individual is very clear on how they fit into achieving the overall objectives for the organization. Oh, excellent. That's one of my big things I work endlessly with people. You know, if people feel and can connect with what they're doing, with what the organization is trying to accomplish, it's it's much more meaningful. You're more motivated to do your part. Exactly. And as we were talking earlier, it's a higher level of engagement, which is what everybody wants, right? That's what we live for. I maintain, you know, people make like they don't want to go to work, but it's because work's so meaningless. When work is meaningful, it's actually a very energizing place to be. Exactly. It can be a wonderful place to be, and it should be because we spend so much time there. Yeah. So this planning is starting at the strategic level, and we're making it concrete with some three to five objectives, and then we're communicating those down throughout the organization so everyone understands how what they're doing fits into that strategic plan. That's right. And then the next phase of planning is identifying and creating or updating all the position descriptions within your organization. Because if those oh. if those position descriptions are highly relevant, they provide a, a great template for employees to understand what they should be working on. And in addition to that, they can be a perfect foundation for creating a customized evaluation template that's very specific to that position. So when the employee is evaluated, they have the answers to the test in advance. Yeah, well, that makes perfect sense. And, you know, I find so many organizations are working off old organizational charts, you know, and every time there's turnover... They just pull out the the old job description and then go out and start interviewing all these highly unique people in terms of this kind of rigid, static job description. And there's none of this 
kind of thinking about it and how it relates to the strategic plan involved at all. Exactly. And that can be, um, from a long-term perspective, can really limit an organization's ability to achieve the goals that they set out for. So, Yeah, well, I think it's devastating because then you start beating these new people for not you know, filling an old, as you described, irrelevant job description, you know, to old expectations instead of, you know, gearing it around getting this new person on board with where you're going as an organization. That's exactly it. The thing that also flows into the job description that's very important to define or uh, plan, if you will, are, are the competencies for each position. So the competencies, there's three types. There's core competency, job-based competency, and leadership level. So core would be the minimum standards for the organization, so a minimum level of yeah. inter interpersonal skills, perhaps a organization may require a bachelor's degree from everyone they hire or a certain level of experience. Job-based is if, if we're hiring an accounts payable clerk, we need to make sure that he or she has reasonable math skills. Leadership level right. would be the level within the organization. So if they're an executive, they need to have strategic thinking skills and high degree of uh, interpersonal uh, skills and expertise. So those are very helpful to define as well, and they make for a much better hire when you do bring people on board. Excellent. So the position itself is more relevant, and the criteria we're using in terms of these three kinds of competencies are going to help us in our interview process. Exactly. Exactly. Excellent. Okay, so we've got the strategic. We've got looking at our position descriptions, two very helpful forms of planning here. This is good stuff. Yeah, so once we... We've been effective at strategic planning, and, and we've cascaded the, that down through the organization. We've clearly identified the goals for company, department, team, individual. We've created or updated all of our position descriptions, and we have highly relevant evaluation forms that match those position descriptions. We've defined our competencies for each position. Lastly, it's important to plan around the development needs for each employee and help them ah. create and follow a development plan for growth. So that's, uh, that will help with succession planning and being able to really invest in the greatest asset of the organization, which is its people. So you're going to say that as an employee, my professional development matters to you as a leader also? Absolutely. In fact, it's paramount to the success of the company. Well, you're preaching to the choir here, but that's often a tough sell out there, isn't isn't that? We like our people to be expendable and easily replaceable. And, you know, you're suggesting almost a partnership. I'll help you with your development goals so you can become who you need to become here, and you'll help us meet our strategic objectives. That's right. And unfortunately, it gets accentuated in a tough economy because organizations cut back on things like employee development if they're investing through these tough times, they will come out much stronger on the other side. Excellent. Well, this is such good stuff. Our time is slipping away from us here. Is there something you can wrap this first week up on planning with? Well, I can. It sounds like a lot of work, what we described. Yeah. It's something that can be achieved over a period of time, and if the proper work is done up front, the organization's going to be much healthier 
both financially and from a, a culture standpoint than they would otherwise. So I strongly believe in and encourage organizations to take a stab at each one of these elements of planning. Excellent, excellent. And and we're just starting. Just we're just starting. Going. Next week we're going to turn this planning into how we actually do managing. Hey, Jeff, where can people find you on the web? I know people are going to want to meet you after hearing you over the next four weeks. Um, give us where you are located. Yep, our web address is www.goalspan.com, G-O-A-L-S-P-A-N. And as always, you can join the conversation on the Bold Enterprises website, boldenterprises.com. Stop by. I'm blogging on these topics even as we um, share the audio with you, and we know you have the answers, and you're the ones living with these problems. So join the conversation. Until next week, goodbye. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production. 